the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Trudy, the host of The Christian View. Today's hot topic is evangelism in a post-Christian world. You don't want to miss this. We have a lot of great insight from our panel. We have a special guest. Kezia Alford will be with us today and a lively conversation with some great insight. So stay tuned. Don't go away for this hot topic of evangelism in a post-Christian world here on The Christian View. With everyone in the world with their own view, ever wonder if God has a view? And, and that's what the show's all about. What's God's view versus our view? Topics that affect our daily life. Empowering and inspiring. Right. To develop a heart, a kingdom mindset, you know, it's like... God does have a view. Your host, Dr. Trudy Simmons, The Christian View. Welcome. Welcome to The Christian View. What a great audience we have today. Thank you all for being here, and thank you all for having us in your homes. This is The Christian View. We take today's hot topics and weigh it against God's Word, because God does have a view. We have a great topic today, but I want to share two things real quick. First, those who are sitting around at the table. Thank you for being here, Trudy Davis. Always love to have you. Pastor Lee Adams. Sherry Rigby and Kezia Alford, thank you for being here. Check out their ministries. They're doing amazing things for the kingdom in addition to pouring into the Christian view. Um, Well, I love getting emails and um, Facebook messages from our viewers. And I got one recently from a lady who needed prayer. And she just texted me right before we sat down and said that she got a clean bill of health. She was struggling with cancer. And she left today, this morning, with a clean bill of health. So God is a healer. He's a supernatural God. And he... He cares about the details, and so I just want to give a shout-out to God for for this healing testimony this morning. Well, today's hot topic is evangelism, and I think it's more of a challenging topic than a hot topic because I think people struggle with sharing their faith more so now than ever. Um, But in Matthew um, 28, 19, it says, Therefore, go and make disciples. God is calling us to go out into the world. It's not just for pastors um, worship leaders. It's for the average person to go out into the world and to share the gospel. And I want to talk more about how we do that, Lee, later. But Trudy, let's just get into some statistics. Some statistics. I can say that. Um, 53% or more of the population will never enter the church. And then another half of the population will go to church one or two times and never come back. Why do you think that is? So I think, Trudy, that it's, like you say, it's a multifaceted answer with a lot of factors. But I think the most true answer is that we are living in the end times. When In Matthew 24, when the disciples asked Jesus, what will the end times be like? Jesus said, because evil will increase, the love of many will grow cold. So whether it's because of false teachers or fear of persecution or the increase of evil, the love towards God and towards the church will grow cold. But the great news is that for true Christians, even though even those that have weak faith, it says they will persevere till the end because in Jude one twenty four it says true love cannot become cold or apathetic because it is sustained by Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. So there's hope. Amen. There's- 
there is always hope in Jesus. But you know, Lee, you're a pastor. Yes. And you probably hear all the reasons why people don't go to church or why uh, people yes. come in and then they don't come back. What are some right. reasons that you've heard? Well, I think there are, I hear a variety of reasons from things like, you know, well, the people don't love, the people are not nice, or someone offended someone. But I think it's ultimately laced in disunity right. or discord. And uh, I think it always leads to not just a stumbling block for unbelievers, but it also, <clears throat> even in believers, it can set people back. Basically, they've had a bad experience and for whatever reason, they base how they feel about God in the church on an experience right. that they had with a, another human being. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I try to take them to that point that this did not happen as a church at whole or this didn't happen with God, but it happened with another human being. Right. Mm-hmm. And when people can't move past that, they leave with a bad feeling about the church mm-hmm. and they take from that one person right, and right. base their whole experience mm-hmm. on this is how now they view the church. Right. I think that yes. is so true. I think, Sherry, you know, going to church is not about the people, really. It's going mm-hmm. to church really to serve yes. and to and to have that relationship with the Lord. But it's not so much about maybe us getting fed, but to feed other people. Right. Absolutely. We have so many right now hurting in this world. And we really do want to invite people to come in right. and be a part of our church. We want them to know the love of Christ. We want them to see the service. And I think one thing that we really do have to be very aware of is that the world is watching us. You know, we have to be extremely cautious. It is, you know, I hear so often it's the hypocrisy of the church. It's the people that are in the four walls that, you know, are behaving and acting differently towards an unbeliever. And I think we really do have to take a good look at that and go, how are we walking out our walk in order to invite people to come in and be part of the church where they feel safe Absolutely. they want to be able to come in and feel mm-hmm. safe and you're right people are yeah. watching us mm-hmm. Heja you you and your husband have a church mm-hmm. you probably see that on a day-to-day yeah. basis as day-to-day well day-to-day basis that's correct mm-hmm. yeah it's it's amazing uh, the stories I hear uh, of why people left yes. church or you know they look at the human being instead of keeping their eyes focused on right. God yes. and so yeah it's been a, it's been an experience we are walking billboards for yes. Jesus Christ yes. you know and we can do what we can mm-hmm. and we have to put the people that's walking in church hurt in the hands of God right. and uh, ask for God to heal heal them. And I think you did a great mm-hmm. post one time that said, it was just a little quote that said, oh, I didn't enjoy worship today. And the response was, well, that's okay because it wasn't about you. Right. Yeah. And I think that that is what is happening, yes. that we become so me-focused mm-hmm. as a society that everything about church needs to hit all the bells for me instead of like you said and like Sherry said, it's really about worshiping God and being near yes. other believers and the whole anointing that comes yes. with that and the blessing that comes with that and taking our eyes off of people because church is not what is the saying it's a uh, not a um, hospital it's a hospital for yes. sinners not a hotel for saints right none yeah. of us are saints right. well, we're not and when we put on that facade mm-hmm. you know and you mm-hmm. think about facebook and everything yeah. on facebook is really fake book and yes. church is a place we, we we go and we worship god and and i want to say it's not even the pastor's responsibility to bring us into right. that fellowship it is our responsibility yes. to go and the pastors he's the he's the shepherd he's he's bringing 
thing in a sin, but and He's leading us. But it's truly up to us. Yes. It's a heart so, issue. It is. It is, most definitely. I think, too, we have to make sure that a lot of times that when we introduce people to various aspects of the church, that they are mature enough to be ready. Because if we put them in places where they're not ready, they're going to diffuse and they're going to set back, regress, and then they'll leave with a bad experience about church. That's yes. great. That's a great That's point. Great. Stay with us. We'll be right back more with some evangelism tips for you in the modern day world. great discussion today on evangelism and and some people find it easy to share their faith some people find it hard to share their faith um some people are just scared to death lee they're just afraid you know i think about first peter it says put in your heart to revere christ as lord always be prepared to give an answer for your joy Mm -hmm. you know we had talked earlier you know about how the world is watching us and Mm -hmm. we can be christians full of joy because of christ in us or we can be christians full of dread you know because we we're not tapping into Christ in us. And so I think it's important that we are billboards, as you mm-hmm. said, for Father God. And that's one way we evangelize. But, but Lee, let's talk about more ways we can be effective in reaching just you know outside of the four walls of church. I think um, most importantly, um, we have to be innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, remaining conscientious of what our purpose really is. And I tell people all the time that whether or not you realize it, that you are witnessing wherever you go and in every setting, whether you're in the grocery store or whether, you know, you're just getting your oil changed, whatever you may be doing. So I think when we go and we become that, that epistle that's read and known by all men, I think that in all of those ways you can be at the gym. And I think sometimes we try to, we, we over, um, emphasize trying to come up with a method when the method is already within Amen. you. Just be right. yourself, but also as you're being yourself, making sure that you keep God in the forefront. But I do think on the altar end, since we've come through the pandemic, utilizing technology, right. you know, right. things like social media mm-hmm. that at one point a lot of people thought was really not a place for the church, but now we've seen that really I think God allowed mm-hmm. social media to be yes. invented for the church Definitely. so that we could spread the kingdom all over the world world. So there is so much we can do with technology and I'll let someone else talk, but it's, I think that that's really mm-hmm. like being innovative in those areas. Yeah. The other day I was at Target and um, I was walking down the, the aisle and I heard the Holy Spirit. I passed by this gentleman and, and I heard the Holy Spirit. You know, I didn't hear him audibly. I better heard him in my spirit. That person is hurting. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll pray. And I just kept on walking. And sure enough, I got to the checkout line and that young gentleman was standing behind me. Wow. And I was like, Lord, um, I guess you want me to talk to him. So I had this bracelet on. I, I got this bracelet for the Christian view. It's John 10, 10. Mm-hmm. So I took it off. I walked over and I said, here, the Lord wanted me to give this to you. And he loves you. Yeah. And I asked if he had a Bible at home. And he said, yes, ma'am. I said, can you go home and read this first? Because I think it's going to speak to you. Yeah. So I think even having yes. tools like this, yeah. you know, great. that might be an opening. Yes. You know, it doesn't have to be a bracelet. It could be, you know, mm-hmm. anything else to right. share. Yeah. Absolutely. I also think, too, how we can be really more effective is that uh, the outreach reach of the church, getting out of the four walls and serving, whether it's being in Target or wherever and handing something off to somebody to say, Jesus loves you, or literally going out and meeting people where they're at. I think that was one of the things in Los Angeles that I, you know, that I witnessed with the Dream Center so often was they weren't going out you know, right away, just starting to to speak the gospel to somebody, but they were actually going out and saying, here's some food. Yes. Jesus loves you. Here's a blanket. Jesus loves yes. you. And so as they went out and actually showed the hands, feet, 
and Heart of Jesus, people then all of a sudden wanted to know more and they were really receptive to it. And I think that's one way we can be more effective is to get out of our churches and go out and serve those in need. And one good thing about doing that is you're giving blankets. So you may not be speaking the gospel in case maybe you're afraid you might mess up, you know, what the gospel says, but you are the gospel because you're, you're giving. And so it's not so much the words, but it's the, it's the action and it's the service. I can add to that. We recently just had our back to school rally Mm -hmm. and the focus was on just, you know, serving the community. And like you said, we just gave out book bags. We didn't hand out tracks, but the people were asking, what time does your service start? Mm -hmm. You know, they were asking about church. Do you have a choir? All those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that really is effective. Mm -hmm. And you know what else I think, too, in our society where it's become so polarized to really look at the person that's in front of you and forget whatever. Put your phone down. Creed, whatever, and just know that that's a person that God loves, and they're in front of you by divine appointment. And just move past all that. And I've seen it really melt people's hearts when you invest in them and you look at them and say, So, what's going on with you today? And don't even leave necessarily with the the Christian part, but before you know it, the conversation will go there because everybody's going through something today. And just really having that merciful spirit. I pray for that everywhere I go today. Just let me have mercy and not what culture tells me I should be thinking. Right, because people want one-on-one. You know, Mm -hmm. we're so, I mean, if you watch people walking around, they're normally walking down, you know, with their phone instead of walking up. And if you think about it, every person you meet is an opportunity. Every person you meet is a soul that is either hurting or is confused Mm -hmm. and is looking for answers. Afraid. Yeah, absolutely. That's action. Showing love. Mm -hmm. Showing love and action. And I think the enemy wants us to stay bound in fear Mm -hmm. of, well, I might not get it right or I don't know the right words. And like Mm -hmm. Trudy, you said, it's just being there. Mm -hmm. It's being the hands and feet. It's giving blankets. It's giving backpacks. Mm -hmm. And listening. Yes. The obedience factor. It's Mm -hmm. that listening. Mm -hmm. And I love that you were someplace. I, I don't know how many times I can be somewhere and I hear the Holy Spirit and, you know, how quickly are we actually acting on it? We never know what the next second brings. And so I really think it's about that being obedience and, right. and loving people right where they're at and looking up and looking out to see the people that Jesus really loves and yes. how do we serve and them. Smiling. Yeah. 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 And when we encounter those people, stay present. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Stay present. That is so important. And focused, mm-hmm. you know, because they know if you're present or not. Mm-hmm. They know if you really have the heart of, right. you know, them and their right. concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think just too, you know, staying connected, you know, and now, you know, we mm-hmm. can, we can reach each other now mm-hmm. through the technology, through Zoom, mm-hmm. you know, right. whether Instagram, Facebook right. Live. There's so many methods now that God has opened doors for us to stay yes. connected. And the beauty of it is that, you know, um, if those are services are recorded, people have no excuse because you can go back and watch mm-hmm. it over and over and over again. So if you miss something or if you thought you didn't hear something, you can play it back until you get it. You know, and I think that's really beautiful and helping us stay connected now. That's right. yeah. yeah, I think it's just so important just for us to show the love of Christ wherever we go and not be offended. Put our agenda aside. Pick up God's agenda as we go about our day. And I think, you know what, we're going to talk about the book of Acts in just a minute, but bringing people in by the yeah. thousands. We'll be right back. 
Welcome back. Welcome back to The Christian View. We're having a great discussion today on evangelism, and we've had some great points. So if you missed the first segment, go back and, and rewind and watch uh, watch those first two. But we're going to talk about, Keisha, one of my favorite books is the book of Acts. I um, I got sick when we were living in London. We had visited um, Tunisia, and I got Tunisian tummy. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I had ever read read the book of Acts all the way through. While everyone else was out sightseeing, I was reading the book of Acts. But, you know, in the book of Acts, it, it talks about the early church and how the early church was bringing people in by the mm, thousands. Yeah. You know, is that, should we be modeling the early Indeed. church? Should we bring that back? Because I think we've got far far away from yeah. the early church and the, the way they did church. Yeah, focusing on the wrong things, but the right mm-hmm. things is focusing on Jesus Christ and right. spreading the gospel. And what I read was it was so much power because they had, uh, they prayed. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. their prayer produced obedience and mm-hmm. faith and they moved in power, mm-hmm. you know, and they came in like we were talking about by the thousands. Yes, yes. They were all about souls. And it was so, about yes. souls. Yes. Yes. Yeah. About so souls. definitely, I believe we should yes. and not yeah. worry about all the other things that we worry about, mm-hmm. branding, um, church attendance and so many other things that right. that's not important. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the core and that's what we're in, the end times, getting back to the core. That's What's right. the core? Jesus Christ, prayer, faith, obedience mm-hmm. and moving by the Holy Spirit Amen. and let God move in us. And that's how we're going to see the power. That's mm-hmm. how we're going to see the unity. Yeah. That's how we're going to see the revival. I like unity. Yeah. I mean, we need to be a unified body. No matter what, what denomination we're in, we yeah. need to be unified. Mm-hmm. And then I think about the early church and how they did. They saw signs, miracles, wonders. Yes. I mean, they saw it. And that's what we need to be seeing in, in our bodies today, you know, in the church body. You know, I know home church is getting popular right now. But mm-hmm. just seeing the unity mm-hmm. and the healing mm-hmm. and the miraculous mm-hmm. of what Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you know, stands for. Because yes. this hurting world, it needs that so much. Mm-hmm. And if we could start that flame that just starts yes. the fire that mm-hmm. brings people yes, in. Yes. It would just be the miracle we are, we're all praying right. for. And knowing yeah. that um, Jesus can do that through us. Right. It's a mm-hmm. Knowing Believing. that we mm-hmm. could do the same, the same miracles that happen. We have the power yes. in us to perform that, to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for those watching at home, you have the same yeah. power in you that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. And so mm-hmm. I think it just starts with each of us saying yes, yes. stepping out and saying, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the fire. I'm yeah. going to start right. this movement of unity and mm-hmm. like-mindedness and, and being the love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love one of my favorite, in fact, it's my life verse is Acts 20, 24. Mm-hmm. And we are a culture that has our eyes. And we talked about this earlier on ourselves. Right. And that scripture verse actually starts off and it says, my life means nothing to me mm-hmm. except for to run the race and to witness to the gospel Amen. of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And that is the truth that we see in Acts. Mm-hmm. And we need to be, we need to get back to that basic yes. principle, mm-hmm. taking our eyes off Herself and putting That's everything right. back on Jesus, so we're running that race, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think, I think too, like if we get back to you know, I, I, I remind myself, like you know, when I when I first got saved, yeah. when I first got introduced to Christ, the joy that I had yes. and yes. the joy was just overflowing mm-hmm. and spilling over, and that I had a lot of family and friends that were not going to church, but. Um, as the Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, you know, after you receive the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. then you'll become witnesses of mm-hmm. me. So I had become a witness, not even knowing at that mm-hmm. time really what a true witness really was. Mm-hmm. But people were watching me. They saw the change in yes. me. They saw something different. They saw now I had joy. They saw I had a different level of peace about myself. And they wanted to know what's different. And they wanted to come. You know, my grandmother, you know, she's real old school. She would always mm-hmm. say, you know, if you catch on fire, people will come. 
come watch That's it. Right. <laughs> That's where we are now. If we as a church will catch mm-hmm. back on fire, yes, people will you. come to they see will. what's burning. Yeah. They will. They'll they'll yes. come. I mean, it's just the power of the Holy Spirit yes. and the the unity and the like mindedness and the love. I think you know, Jesus' ministry was all about love. Yes. And if we're focused on ourselves, or, okay, well, I had to park so far away today, or I didn't get my seat today, or I didn't like the songs they were singing. You know, how can we be a body unified when it's all about me and not about him? Mm-hmm. And, yes, and consciously, when you're, when those things are happening on Sunday morning, it's raining, your, your spouse isn't doing like you think he should do, or she, and, you know, all those things. I just tell myself, Satan, just yeah. get behind me, because that, I mean, he will try every single thing possible. to keep us divided, to keep us from getting to the place where we are flowing in the spirit and just being so conscious. It's a setup. It is a a setup. It is a setup. It is a setup. And that's my favorite verse, John 10, 10. It says the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That Christ has come that we may have life and have it abundantly. Mm -hmm. And when we have more full of the Holy Spirit, like you mentioned, we are living that abundant life. And it becomes not about us, but it becomes about him. And if we have the cure for cancer, if we have the cure for diabetes, wouldn't we want to bring every Everybody, yes. And we wouldn't want to hold it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes. We would, would want to bring everybody in. But, Lee, you made a good point earlier mm-hmm. about leadership within the church. So let's yes. circle back to that real quick. Well, we were speaking, you know, like, I think a lot of times that we put people in positions when they're not really um, yeah. mature mm-hmm. for it. Um, it's, for instance, um, the business aspect. A lot of times people look at church and um, they're drawn back once they really find out that the mm-hmm. church has a business component right. mm-hmm. and that the church has to meet certain obligations mm-hmm. and always, you know, finance and money, people that that can be a setback for people. And I think that, you know, we have to make sure that people are mature and they're ready before we introduce them to that part of the church because that can be a stumbling block. And in an instance, it's causing a lot of people not to attend once they start right. seeing those things, especially if you don't have administrators or church leaders that yes. know how to convey a positive message. Yes, right. And that it's right. their spiritual mm-hmm. gift. Whoever you're yes. trying to put into that position right. needs to be their spiritual gift yes. and yes. that they already have the right. bent towards that's it. Right. Yep. Yep. That's a good point. That's I, lo- good point. I love to even Jesus with the disciples. I mean, Jesus gives us these perfect examples. How do we build up leaders? Yes. And here he... he goes out and he gathers his disciples and then what happens? It's the Sermon on the Mount. It's going through the blessings. Mm -hmm. It's going through, these are the things that are going to happen. This is how you're going to handle it. You are to be salt and light. But he's going through this prayer and preparation process and also at the same time you know, doing miracles and showing them this walk and all these things that are happening. And then he says, I want you, I'm giving you the power to go out and do these things. And I think so often we set people up for failure, whether it's in the church or whether we're sitting them in a, you know, a business, small business, large business, if we put them at the table or in a position too soon, no matter what we do, if they're not prepared and prayed over, they're going to fail. I did put a, I put a meme on Facebook. I think it was yesterday and it said, God loves us so much that he's not going to give us what we want until we're ready, right? It's always on his time frame and we do have to be more be ready for the positions that he's called us to and that's through prayer and that's through unity and that's through bible study and and being you know prepared for the next level because god in his faithfulness isn't going to put us he you know man might put us there but god in his protection will not put us where we shouldn't be at that time so yeah me too we'll be right back here at the christian view don't go away Welcome back 
to the Christian View. We've had a great discussion today on evangelism. And as Matthew 28, 19 says, therefore, go and make disciples. Jesus Christ has a perfect plan for you. And the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of you. Don't walk in fear. Walk in faith and be bold for Jesus. Take care and we'll see you next time here on the Christian View. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.